Again, haven't watched the tape, so it's hard for me. Uh, and even when you ask me on Monday, I'm not going to tell you. Uh, but uh, just full disclosure, I mean, I, we've got to coach these guys. Welcome to the Daily Northwestern's football podcast. Northwestern needed a win this weekend, and it got one. As the Wildcats topped Maryland 37-21 on the road, I'm Max Schumann, joined today by Tim Balk, an illustrious return to the podcast. Welcome back, Tim. I'm back. That's my name. Don't wear it out. We were both in Maryland over the weekend to cover Northwestern's win. Later on, we'll be previewing uh, the Wildcats' upcoming matchup with Iowa this weekend. But first, let's take a look back at the trip to Maryland. As I said, Northwestern got a 37-21 victory on Saturday, controlled things for much of the game. The offense got back on track somewhat after a couple tough games in a row against good opponents. More than 500 yards of total offense. Tim, what were your big takeaways from the game? I think I feel better about this win today, Monday, than I did Saturday. I think going into the game, I think Maryland's a solid team. They're very banged up. They're Max Bortenschlager's came this season as their third the string quarterback, and he's the one who's been suiting up under center for the Terrapins due to injuries, and they have defensive injuries as well. But at healthy, they're a legit Big Ten team. What Northwestern played, maybe not quite that level. But Northwestern controlled this game after a slow start. I didn't think Clayton Thorson was great, and I think we part of what a lot of the criticism of Clayton Thorson, obviously, you went after him in the page of the Dale Northwest. I, uh, yes. Uh, ahead of this game, I wrote a column in the paper talking about how I, what I've seen from Thorson this season has been a quarterback that doesn't necessarily elevate his play above how the rest of his offense is playing, especially when he gets under, under duress, when he's facing a lot of pressure from the opposing team. He can struggle with accuracy. He doesn't make the plays that you'd want him to. And given Northwestern's offensive line struggles for much of the season, that's obviously a big question. I didn't think that he really got pressured a lot in this game, which part of it was a good play by the offensive line, but also... That gets back to my point, and I apologize for the quick Thorson digression. I think Thorson was... Thorson this year has been the same as Thorson sophomore year, I'd say, which has been a disappointment to some people. He's still a solid quarterback. I thought he played all right. He found his receivers. The receivers looked terrific. They were open all day. Maryland's defensive secondary. Probably stinks, but that, that was still <laughs> nice to see. The big takeaway, defense was great, and they played the first half without Petty Fisher and Galvinic with UK, um, who are two of their best defensive players, no doubt. So the fact that there was a wire-to-wire solid defensive performance I thought was strong. Maryland scored 21 points, but they got a lot of possessions. That's what happens when you play Northwestern because Northwestern's offense goes and, 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 and fits. The O-line was also good. I will say they were good. The Maryland blitzed a lot. Justin Jackson, 171 yards. Thorsten had a lot of time. That's the big takeaway for me. Other than the defense, we already had a feeling was really good after playing pretty solid against Wisconsin's Penn State. The offensive line, there seems to be something. That they can be good is what we learned from that. So that, I think, is a very positive takeaway. And then you win any Big Ten road game by 16 points, I think, maybe a few days after. You're like, yeah, I'll take that. So on the whole, I'd say not an A-plus performance, but... I give it A minus B plus performance for Northwestern. Yeah, I do agree that um, the play of the offensive line was a big deal, and it was probably the best performance they put together the entire season so far. And that I think let everything else kind of fall into place for Northwestern. 
Northwestern's offense, as I said, 500 yards, but also more than double their output against Penn State. I think they had 265 against Penn State, 531 in Maryland. So that's a big difference. Yes. Let's actually then let's talk about. So after the Penn State game, which was a near shutout at home during homecoming, it was not a good performance from Northwestern, despite an obviously good opponent in Penn State. The offense took a lot of heat from play calling to performances from pretty much every position group. Is this the kind of game that you think can put those questions to bed? I think they played a lot better than they did against Penn State. And it was funny in his Monday presser, Fitz was, you know, talking bad. Everybody's saying when Northwestern beats a loses to Penn State, oh, they're bad when they beat Maryland, though, they're good, you know. I think he was hinting at the fact that losing by 24 to Penn State is still losing to Penn State. It's not, it's hard to compare week to week. I think they played better against Maryland than against Penn State. Penn State didn't, they're a very talented team. Northwestern could have, could have kept that game close. And I think ultimately Northwestern's a talented team. So the excuses, you know, there's a certain level where you almost could get shut out against Penn State. They're a good defense, but still, you get shut out. It's a bad offensive performance. So I think it's a positive sign. We'll know more about Northwestern, though, without a doubt, a week from now. I was a very good team. They're significantly better than a banged-up Maryland team. Probably closer to the Wisconsin and the Penn States. So in that sense, we're still a week away. I think from learning a little bit more about them, but we can. T- there are serious takeaways that can be taken out of this game. I would like to see. So coming out of this game, obviously the offense put up thirty-seven points, which was a good mark. Five hundred plus yards of offense. They ran a lot of plays, which is good in the sense that Northwestern was able to control the ball for a long period of time, wear down Maryland's defense a little bit, but also means that five hundred yards on ninety plus plays isn't an incredibly overwhelming. Mark to put up in the current age in college football. Northwestern saw a lot of the ball, which I thought was good in a, in a way, especially because they should be looking to complement a defense that I think we both think is very good. I still have some questions, and I want to see Thorson deal with pressure better, just because it's bound to happen eventually. It'll the, happen this week. Iowa's front seven is ferocious. Likely happen this week, and... Also, I would like to see this team manufacture maybe a few more big plays down the field. Thorson looked underneath a lot, and they were able to shred Maryland that way. And I just want to see if they're able to add an over-the-top element to the offense against good opponents, then I think this is these guys have something that they can build on. A quiet day on Saturday for Ben Skoranek, uh, two catches for 14 yards. He's been quiet, which is... That game, Duke and Penn State, the offense hasn't had a deep threat. So, you know, he showed flash to being a deep threat against Nevada and then again against Bowling Green. Would like to see something a little bit more of them. But outside of that, really strong performance with the receivers against Maryland, obviously, and a lot of underneath stuff. I, I agree with that. And I also feel better about the game the, long, like the longer away. It didn't feel, at, at the time of the game, as we were watching the game, I don't think it really felt like a huge controlling win, but as we look back, I think it looks better for Northwestern. A quick hit on the defense, since we mentioned it a few times that we were impressed with the performance. Even though they were playing against a third-string quarterback, 
what about the defense was particularly impressive? Well, uh, first I want to say on the point of it not feeling good about what was happening is Maryland plays an ugly brand of football. Part of it's part of that's due to injuries, but yes, yes, but there it's not. It's a, a different vibe than playing Wisconsin or Penn State, which I mean, Wisconsin and Penn State are very different teams, but they're they pl- they're both sort of stylish in different ways. As for the defense, though, Maryland has playmakers. They have Ty Johnson, um, who is limited. Eight yards of carry coming into the game, and Northwestern held him to, I think, something like 20 yards total. Yeah, I don't know why people don't talk about Ty Johnson more. He ran for 1,000 yards last year. On he nine, plays for Maryland. On nine yards per carry, he ran 110 times for 1,004 if you, yards. If you wanted to know why people don't talk about him more, it's because he plays for Maryland. So coming into, coming into the week, I was doing some quick research on Maryland to kind of get myself ready for the game, and I was like, I had, I had to take a double take at his stats from last year and also from this year. I was like, I've never heard of this guy before. Northwestern did a very good job limiting him and also just their general run game, I thought. Maryland has tried to run the ball more given their injury issues at quarterback and Northwestern did a really good job stringing those plays out. I just think generally when I watch Northwestern play, especially against spread offenses, where it's so tough against teams that run good spread offenses who because they force you to, you can't defend everything that they can offer. So obviously, like twenty-one points doesn't seem like a dominating day defensively, and they still gave up two hundred yards to Maryland's top receiver DJ Moore. Who, by the way, I didn't realize that until I'm looking at back the box score now. He had twelve catches for two hundred ten yards. He had five catches for the rest of the receiver score. Two two receivers had two catches. One receiver had one. He was it was it was board schlager to DJ Moore if they were throwing the ball. Maryland had some moments. And against teams that run spread offenses that are well-coached and well-schemed, you can't stop everything. But I think Northwestern, when I see them play against spread offenses, I feel like their defense does a very, is very well-coached and does a very good job of limiting big plays in a way, but also of just seeing what the uh, offense is going to throw at them and reacting to it in, in smart ways. I'm very impressed with the way that they play against teams. Like Maryland, obviously that won't help them much against Iowa this week, but it's something to look at going forward. I think it was impressive against Penn State. They're more, they feel more airtight defensively than they did a year ago. They have also a big part of this is that they've stepped up their play along the defensive line, and the linebackers are looking a lot quicker. It was a very talented defense last year. I think where they would get into trouble was getting burnt deep with an injured back of there. But yeah, I agree. So, overall, Northwestern, again, as I said, kind of needed a win here, it felt like. Must win. Must win is a word that I have written down in my notes. Circled. Circled. Highlighted with a... Bolded. With a yellow. Italicized. Tim, you were at the press conference on Monday this week and also the press conference after the Penn State game last week. I'm did all pressed up. Did it seem like there was a some kind of tangible difference in the tone of the team from last week after a disheartening loss to this week after a victory? Yeah, there always is after a versus a loss. I thought Fitz, sometimes when they Northwestern plays well, which they did on Saturday, I'd say, he takes a sort of negative tone post-game. Sort of the fits never get too high, never get too low. Some, uh, some tough love. Some tough love. Uh, famously so after the Stanford win in 2015 about how they still they stunk after beating a team that would go on <laughs> to win 10 or 11 games, I believe. 
And they themselves ended up going on to win 10 games. Yeah, and he would later say that he knew from the get-go with that defense that they came out ready to play. So, uh, Fitz plays, maybe plays some mind games, but he seemed to be in a good mood, which maybe means that actually they didn't play as well as we thought. But (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he can see... Although... With his access to tape, he definitely knows a little more than we do. And he will certainly let you know about I'll it. Con- he might know more about football than we do, but don't don't tell him that. Um, <laughs> Fitz seemed to be in a good mood post-game good mood this week. He, as I said, he cracked the joke about it. Word for word, he said, it's kind of funny when we play bad, it's our fault. When we play the other, And when we play well, the other team stunk. Kind of keying on the narrative that I think people would say, oh, Northwestern won by 16 against Maryland because Maryland's bad. So, I, I mean, that's just Fitz being Fitz. He seemed to be in good spirits. The players seemed to be in good spirits. It was a very young crew that they brought out of players. Um, yes. They bring in a different group generally each week to talk to the media and pressers. And it was a young crew of guys excited to be up there. There were a lot of good takeaways from this game. Um, so I think everybody was in good spirits. And I think, you know, you lose your first two, two games of conference play, you need a win. So that was a must win. And... Iowa is going to be a big game for a pivot game for the rest of the season. So another big one coming up. Yeah, if Northwestern wanted to achieve its goals this season, then obviously this game was a must-win. Depends. If the goal was to win the Big Ten West, that's that might that ship might have sailed. But to be to be a legitimately good team that is talked about as one of the best teams in the conference, this was the game that they needed to win. Mm -hmm. Northwestern moves to three and three on the season. And one and two in the Big Ten, as we might have said before, at the midway point of their schedule, back in the win column with a much needed road victory this weekend. Let's look forward now, because it's Iowa week. It's Iowa week. Always a big week. Always a big week for Northwestern. Quick hits on Iowa. Four and two this season. One and two in the Big Ten. Tight losses to Penn State and Michigan State. Their most recent game, they had a bye week last week, so their most recent game was two weeks ago. They ran away from a game against Illinois. Got a good defense. They have a big name running back in Akron Wadley, as Iowa tends to do. But actually, actually, they tend to have Akron Wadley. This is the fourth time Northwestern will be seeing him. He's been around a long time, for sure. He's one of those guys that feels like he's been around too long. One of those college guys. That's a very college thing. He's J.J. Redick. Yes, he is the Aaron Kraft of Iowa running backs. Iowa is, though, that, is Aaron Kraft still in Ohio State? He honestly trick, might be. Trick question, the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> Iowa's running game actually hasn't been as dominant this season as it usually is. They've actually been kind of a team that attacks you through the air. Uh, sophomore quarterback Nate Stanley is their starter. He's 15 touchdowns and two interceptions Doesn't this season. Throw picks. 247 yards and three touchdowns against Illinois. It was Illinois, who is not a very good football team, but still a pretty good line. Anyway, Tim, you've talked a little bit about Iowa already today, but what are you looking for from Northwestern and also in this game, generally? What I want to see, or what I'm looking at, is if Northwestern can throw the ball for 300 yards again this week, I think they'll... Got a good chance of winning. But Iowa's defensive secondary is disgusting. So I don't think that's very likely to happen. If Clayton Thorson can move the ball against a good defensive secondary, Northwestern will have a shot. 
But I haven't even looked at what the ESPN would, odds predictor is. I would be shocked if Northwestern's given better than 50% on Saturday. Early lines, early betting lines that I've seen have this game as pretty much a toss-up. Right. Vegas has it at minus one. I would... Minus one for Northwestern? I, a sneak preview of my of my game day prediction, Friday's Fearless Forecasters, it is very unlikely that I will have Northwestern covering a plus, plus one spread. I think this will be a tough game for Northwestern. I think the key to this game is Clayton Thorson's ability to handle pressure. I always got some guys who can get after the quarterback. They've got a good defense generally, but in particular, this could be the kind of game where Thorson needs to throw the ball without a lot of help from his teammates to lead the team to a win. The stage stage might be set for him. I don't know that he's going to be able to do it, but we will certainly... Get a chance to see. I'm also interested to see what kind of challenges Iowa's offense poses, just because this isn't your usual Kirk Ferentz Iowa team. It's yeah, it's, it's an interesting two games coming up for Northwestern. Iowa, Michigan State. Northwestern will probably be a slight dog in both, um, barring a Michigan State loss next week. So this is sort of where we find out where, the, where Northwestern shakes out, because the games in the stretch are Nebraska, Purdue, Minnesota, Illinois. You'd hope that Northwestern's better than all four of those teams. Michigan State and Iowa, the way Northwestern has played this year up to this point, I'd say you'd peg them below Michigan State and Iowa. And we're going to see if maybe Northwestern maybe they can leapfrog those, teams. leapfrog those teams. And, you know, if not contend for Big Ten West, title contend for second best in a, a nice a, 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 citrus bowl appearance the, the after Wisconsin bowl the appearance. Big Ten West is is not going to blow your brains with the talent I was it's Northwestern or Iowa Nebraska's horrible right now Purdue's okay they're a lot better Minnesota, Purdue's dangerous Purdue's dangerous Minnesota's bad Minnesota has has not impressed Il- Illinois is horrible so yes <laughs> beyond all comprehension so Wisconsin's probably not going to get knocked off their perch Wisconsin's probably not losing three games than the rest of the stretch. So Wisconsin's schedule is awful. It's a it's it's a shame that Wisconsin has not played a ranked team this year and may not play a ranked team this year. It's absolutely outrageous. They get a game against Michigan, I think, later in the season. Yeah, and if Michigan's ranked, then I'd be surprised. Northwestern has the talent, perhaps the the second most talent in the Big Ten West, but they've been suspect at times this year. And it's where it's I don't want to jump to. Too far to conclusions after a good Maryland win. Say, oh, everything's fixed. Everything's fixed because the offensive line looked better, but we've seen how finicky and how inconsistent. There are definitely more challenging defensive fronts. These two weeks, circle, circle them. They win win these two. Northwestern could have a chance of winning. Highlight them. Eight games, nine games. Underline them. Box them. You win one out two. That's not horrible. Quickly before we go, final prediction for. Or a very early final prediction for uh, Saturday's game. It's possible I'll talk myself into Northwestern, but I would say more likely I'd say Iowa by a touchdown. I think Iowa wins, although I wouldn't be surprised either way. I think the winner of this game scores in the 30s. I do not think it'll be a side score. That's a point of I would say, like, Iowa... I think I just got a feeling. Iowa 20, Northwestern 13. I think the first team to 20 will probably win. I've just got a feeling. Last year, last year, 38-31, but... That I, game was was a, was a one-of-a-kind. It was a weird season. You can't, you can't predict Northwestern football. That's my prediction. 
You can't, can't predict. predict. Yeah, there's really no reason for us to even be here trying to trying to give it a shot. All right. Iowa coming up next week. But uh, I'll make a promise to you and to Fitz if he's out there listening. If Northwestern wins on Saturday, it's a really good win because Iowa's serious, team. Well, Northwestern faces off against Iowa at 11 a.m. on Saturday. Tim thinks this game is important, so uh, make sure that you check it out. Set your alarm. Set your alarm. And uh, that's all that we have for today. Tim, thank you for coming on finally. My pleasure. We'll see if I'm ever on again. You might never be on again, but we at least can can cherish this moment together. Yeah, a beautiful moment. A beautiful moment. All right. Northwestern Iowa this weekend. Be sure to check out dailynorthwestern.com for all our coverage of Northwestern football leading up to the game, after the game, for the rest of the season. Follow us at dailynu underscore sports on Twitter for live updates from the games and from press conferences during the week and after games. If you like this podcast which you should. It's a great podcast. Subscribe to The Daily on iTunes. Follow us on SoundCloud. You can get every podcast directly to your phone. No hassle. We will be back next week. Well, I'll be back next week. We'll see if Tim comes back next week. You'll have to listen to find out. You'll have to listen to find out. We'll be back next week. See you then. Let's get home safe.